Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Isaiah chapter 18. It can be a confusing passage, but I'll share with you my interpretation. I think it's pretty cool, and it actually might make you want to watch a movie that's on Netflix right now. Isaiah 18 verse 1. Woe to the land of buzzing insect wings beyond the rivers of Cush, which sends envoys by sea in reed vessels over the water. Go, swift messengers, to a nation tall and smooth-skinned, to a people feared far and near, a powerful nation with a strange language whose land is divided by rivers. All you inhabitants of the world and you who live on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, look. When a trumpet sounds, listen. For the Lord said to me, I will quietly look out from my place like a shimmering heat in sunshine, like a rain cloud in harvest heat. For before the harvest, when the blossoming is over and the blossom becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the shoots with a pruning knife and tear away and remove the branches. They will all be left for the birds of prey on the hills and for the wild animals of the land. The birds of prey will spend the summer feeding on them and all the wild animals in the winter. At that time, a gift will be brought to the Lord of armies from a people tall and smooth-skinned, a people feared far and near, a powerful nation with a strange language whose land is divided by rivers to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord of armies. There is a, a bit of a chiastic structure to this. Chiastic meaning it ends as it began. Think A, B, C, D, C, B, A. This is a description of the Cushites. In the Greek term, we're in, we're in uh, originally in Hebrew here, but the term Cushites may have been influenced by, you know, Greek cultures and associated with their, their dark skin, uh, meaning their burnt faces. But this is, this is long before that, the, the, the Cushites, uh, the, the, the Cushites were sort of thought of as like, as the Ethiopians. In Numbers chapter 12, Moses comes under fire. Miriam and Aaron criticize Moses because of the Cushite woman he had married. For he had married a Cushite woman. They said, does the Lord speak only through Moses? Does he not also speak through us? And the, uh, the Lord heard it. Moses was a very humble man, more so than anyone else on the face of the earth. You can imagine how this worked out for, for, uh, for Miriam and Aaron. They were angry because at the beginning of the Exodus, uh, near the beginning of the Exodus, this woman shows up and evidently, Moses had married her and she was a Cushite. And so it's likely that Moses is coming under criticism because of an interracial marriage. He had married this African woman. And now she's incorporated into the fellowship, but Miriam and Aaron, it's just too much for them. And they, they said, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna now speak the way Moses speaks. Does God only speak to Moses? Well, yeah, Miriam, yeah, Aaron. That's, you know, he was the one through whom God spoke. Uh, so, you know, fast forward, now to the context of Isaiah and the land of the Cushites is referred to as this land that's buzzing with insects. They're a powerful nation and they're described as smooth-skinned. Right, this is actually a really, uh, a, a very, very beautiful and austere and respectful way to describe the Cushites. Go swift messengers, right? In verse two, 
it, it the Israelites or, or the the people from Judah are being encouraged to send an envoy to go to the Cushites. Go, swift messengers to a nation tall and smooth-skinned to a people feared far and near, a powerful nation with a strange language whose land is divided by rivers. That's verse 2. The same wording comes up at the end of the chapter. At that time, a gift will be brought to the Lord of armies from a people, tall, smooth-skinned, a people feared far and near, a powerful nation with a strange language whose land is divided by rivers. So when it appears at the end of the chiasm, think of it as A prime, there's this added thing to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord of armies. The word Ethiopian in the Bible doesn't necessarily mean Ethiopia today. They sometimes get interchanged um, because they, they're describing people from, from different regions. For example, in Acts chapter 8, when, when Philip <clears throat> is meeting an Ethiopian official, uh, it don't think modern-day Ethiopia. <clears throat> or rather, the Cushites were, uh, the, the, the Cushites occupied a land that is, what is it, the northwest of modern Ethiopia? But, <clears throat> so they're not, they're not perfectly interchangeable. But we do see this African, uh, this, this African nation that plays a role in Scripture. And now even <clears throat> if Numbers 12 is referring to the same nation, share an ancestry with some of the modern-day people of Israel. The same actor who plays Captain America is in this, uh, this documentary. It's, it's a true story called The Red Sea Diving Resort. Uh, on the, the coast of the Red Sea, there was this fake resort set up and it was really run it was really run by uh israeli like special undercover agents they made it a real functioning resort like they really did teach divers how to dive and things like that and they really did host people who were coming in but what they were actually doing was helping deliver ethiopian jews from persecution and uh in the course of time they saved thousands of lives it's really really incredible um Two of them had to fake a marriage for what, maybe seven years? I can't remember the exact numbers. And it was miserable for both of them, but they were doing something to save lives. Uh, the giveaway came, actually, I think it was some American soldiers who came to visit the resort, not knowing that it was an undercover operation. And while they're under the water, because this, uh, this particular uh, American was trained in diving and he was a military guy, he knew that <clears throat> to check your oxygen, you know, like you might make a symbol like this or a symbol like this. And and uh, I forget which symbol is which, but in, in real life, like that, that diver saw him use a military symbol and he's like, wait a minute, this guy's a military diver. And that was the first time that their cover was ever kind of blown <laughs> just because of a, a hand signal that was used to ask, like, you know, check your, check your, your oxygen level, your air level, your, your air tanks. They did this. They saved these Ethiopians out of a out of a belief that Numbers 12 describes a shared ancestry, and and the the truth is there were practicing Jews in Ethiopia, and they saw them as their spiritual siblings. They would point to Isaiah chapter 18: a gift will be brought to the Lord of Armies from a people tall and smooth-skinned, a powerful nation feared far and near, uh, with a strange language whose land is divided by rivers. They looked at this as a remnant of God in Ethiopia. And so uh, Captain America, what is his name? Chris Evans, I think is right, <laughs> is in this movie. I recommend go watch it. It's, uh, it's really fascinating. It's, it's, it's a true story. And it, it gives you this, this semi-modern uh, manifestation of this, this kinship between the people of God and, and uh, people who are believed to be descended even in part from Moses who live in Ethiopia, many of whom practice, uh, practice Judaism you know, uh, for that reason. So there's this cool link. 
between uh, the Cushites and the Israelites. It was rocky at first in Numbers 12, but things seem to be going a little bit better in modern times. Uh, so, man, it's, it's, it's really, really phenomenal. I know this is a difficult passage to interpret until you view it through that lens, um, but God has people everywhere. And uh, we're working on that now in the New Testament. The end will come when everybody's been reached. But the ties even to the nation, even to the, the, the Cushites goes as far back as Numbers is reiterated here and Isaiah and uh, God's not done there. Uh, so I, I, I really love this passage. I know that it's a little bit mystic and it even gets a little bit tense in verses three through five. It almost sounds like there's about to be this military flare up between the Cushites and, and the nation of, of Judah. But in the end, these Cushites will come and bring an offering to the Lord of armies at Mount Zion, that they will come and bring a gift, verse 7. So it's this encouragement for the people of Judah to send an envoy to them, and then it will result in the the Cushites bringing an offering to God at Mount Zion. It's really, really a cool picture.